Please turn with me in the Word of God to the uh, book of Matthew, Matthew's Gospel, and to chapter 7. Matthew and chapter 7. And we're speaking on verse 6 uh, today, but we'll just read uh, some verses around there, first of all, from the first verse. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye? Behold, a beam is in thine own eye. Thou hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet, and turn again, and rend you. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh, receiveth, and he that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, of whom, if his son ask bread, will give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? Therefore all things whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do ye even so to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. We'll leave the reading just there, and we give thanks that we are able to read the word of God in clarity and in peace in this land. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our Father, we thank Thee that we are able to come this day and we pray that Thou wilt help us to think upon the things of God for this short time this morning. Help us, Lord, to glorify Thy name with our attention and recognize the importance of those things which are written. For not everything that Jesus said is written, but these things are selected from all that He said that they might be set before us and that we might meditate upon them. Therefore, we pray, our gracious God, that thou wouldst help us to hide these things in our hearts, that we might be equipped for this dark world and for this evil day. Bless our souls, then we pray thee, continue with us this day, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to consider the sixth verse, and uh, I'm going to break lots of... uh, ways of preaching today but first of all I'm going to begin uh, by giving a kind of an apology Uh, the apology is that we're not going to do the first five verses the reason for that is I preached on them just at the beginning of uh, 2018 so it's not that very long ago Uh, that message is available on sermon audio if you want to listen to that it's in January I think it's the 12th uh, something around there Uh, and if you want to listen to that you can I didn't want to preach the same message again uh, but I didn't really go into the sixth verse around that time and so I thought we would uh, give our time to the sixth verse today 
But first of all, though, we will just have a, a, a short consideration of what was said on that occasion uh, concerning our critical mind, first of all, and these were the points at the time, the critical mind, the charitable measure, and a challenging meme. If you've got really good memories, you might remember the sermon. I don't know. Uh, but uh, first of all, we considered that critical mind, how that we judge one another and how the Lord says, don't judge one another. The judgment there is not the judgment of uh, a legal, uh, legal situation. Uh, of course, there are times when we are to judge and there are uh, situations within a church where a person uh, needs to be uh, set aside. And uh, the Apostle Paul speaks to the Corinthians on one such occasion and says, I've judged already. Put that person out from among you. Uh, and so there was that kind of a judgment. But this is more of a kind of a criticism, uh, being critical of one another and judging one another in that way and uh, uh, picking, really. You can see how the Lord speaks of the, the moat that is in thy brother's eye. So nitpicking, uh, just looking at those really irritating little things that are irritating to you, maybe not to anybody else and, may, and not even noticed by them, uh, while we have a beam or a, 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 four, a, a four by two, uh, or as Americans would say, two by four uh, in, your, uh, in your eye, and you're, you're going to pick on them, but you have just as much, if not more, wrong with yourself. And Lord Jesus, therefore, says, well, deal with yourself, because that person you can deal with. And the situations you have in your own life, you need to be getting on with them. Never worry about uh, the people who are around you. And we know that the critical mind that we have usually picks on other people. It makes us feel a little bit better. It's a kind of a salve of hypocrisy. Uh, because where well, we can see other people are bad and whatever's wrong with us we're we're not any worse uh, any any worse than them but it can also be a stirring up of hatred and, and of anger toward people and we need to avoid that within the house of god but we should have a magnanimous mind a charitable mind uh, we should be measuring in such a way as to consider uh, the the situations of others because other people's lives are not the same as ours where they've come from what their family background was what their own temperament is like all those things are different to ours and so therefore let's deal with ourselves rather than dealing with other people and then of course uh, there is the, the this meme which i used as a as a heading because there's a picture here of the of the one person trying to pick out the the tiny little speck out of somebody's eye uh, while they have a big plank in their own and uh, so it's a kind of a, a picture there and you could see maybe even on the internet a picture of uh, uh, maybe you can imagine it i don't know if you can imagine in pictures but uh, just a picture of somebody with a big uh, stake in one eye and uh, they're trying to pick out with a uh, with a little pair of tweezers something from somebody else's eye uh, it's a kind of a, a meme then so the first five verses that we say uh, i preached on before when I, I was considering this sixth verse and uh, it, it's an interesting verse it's an interesting verse for the way that it's usually taken it's an interesting verse also for its position it doesn't seem to fit with what is around it and we know that the scriptures flow that what jesus is preaching on it, we have seen already how the things are developing out of what he has said already and that he is building up a picture he is building up a doctrine and working through this whole thing and uh, he has an argument to set before them 
Now the Lord has said already that we are to be uh, uh, righteous in our judgments. And he says there in verse 2, For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged, and with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Perhaps taking this thought itself from the Old Testament, uh, that which he had given to Moses in the book of Leviticus. Uh, we read there, Ye shall do no unrighteousness in judgment, in meat yard, in weight or in measure. Just balances, just weights, just ephah, a just hin shall ye have. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt. We should be just in all of our judgments. And so he says, if you're not judged, just, then whatever you've measured somebody by, you'll be measured by that same thing. And we know that this is true. We know that if somebody is very critical in a situation, when they get criticized, everybody piles in because they know that that's a critical person. And now they're getting their comeuppance. And we, we can see that in so many situations. There are particular people who really uh, irritate everybody because they're always picking holes in everything that's done. And when they do something wrong, everybody's saying, no, well, they, no they're just getting what they deserved. Uh, and uh, there is that uh, meeting out once again of, the, of what comes to, uh, to us from them. But in the sixth verse, what is it actually saying? Give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. How does that fit in with judging one another? How does that fit in with... Uh, judge not that ye be not judged how does it fit in with ask and it shall be given you seek and ye shall find is this a a verse which is in the wrong place Uh, and some have made that interpretation Uh, the uh, commentator German commentator Lang uh, says this uh, I just want to read it to you so uh, please give your attention and and try and concentrate these things uh, which are written in books are always quite complicated Uh, but I just want to say this and we'll make a comment as we go through he says this give not that which is holy Maldonatus, Dewet, Tholuck deny that there is any connection between this and the preceding context so there's some commentators who say no this has got nothing to do with anything either or either side and then he says, Kuinuel, uh, Neander, Bengel, and Oldshausen maintain that Matthew 7, 6 to 11 are not in the proper place. Now, this, these were higher critics. In fact, even Lang himself was of that ilk uh, of the higher critics. And the higher critics, just to explain, were those who took the scriptures and decided that they were judges of the scripture rather than the scripture being judges of them. And so they would look at the scripture and they say, well, we don't think that that piece is quite correct. And so uh, we're going to adjust it. Uh, We don't think that that bit really needs to be in there. We don't think that this part was in the original. We're going to take this out. We're going to put this in. We're going to rephrase this. We're going to put and we're going to improve the scriptures. That was their idea. And and this this idea will come up again uh, later on when we're speaking about this verse in particular. They don't think they're in the proper place. Then we have this, Steer suggests that Christ now proceeds to censure the opposite extreme of excessive laxity. So he is saying, well, what I think is that here there are people who are being judgy on the one hand, and now here's a contrast in verse 6 of those who are not being judgy enough. 
That was his interpretation of these things. Erasmus and Maya hold that the expression, uh, uh, which is a Greek expression, leads to the idea that it must still be our endeavor to improve our neighbor and not give to that uh, and not to give that which is holy to the dogs. But as in former cases, the internal connection between this and the preceding passages evidently, note the word evidently, that the extremes of excessive harshness and moral laxity generally meet. So there's usually some who are very hard, and there are some who are very lax, some who don't allow anything and are very legalistic, and there are those who, well, anything goes, doesn't really matter. The outward connection lies in the contrast between the brother whose benefit is apparently the object of the harsh judgments pronounced against him, first five verses, and the dogs and swine to whom that which is holy is at the same time prostituted. The dogs and the swine don't really care one way or the other. Uh, it's just, just words. It doesn't really matter. So these are the various interpretations. But I want to suggest to you that perhaps this has a lot more to do with what goes before and indeed what comes after than they are giving it credit for. Because in these words, give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Well, the interpretation, what is that which is holy? Give not, literally in the Greek it says, give not the holy unto the dogs or to the dogs. Give not the holy to the dogs so the holy what is that well we would usually supply a word and say give not the holy thing to the dogs neither cast ye your pearls before swine but it occurred to me as i was thinking over this and thinking why is that there why does the lord put this in this position what is he getting at which has anything to do with what's gone before because jesus is not disjointed in the way he talks he doesn't just suddenly switch from one thing to another. And there's no explanation that this is uh, one thing over against another. And I thought, but this word holy, this word holy, that the word in the Greek is agios, or hagios, I should say, hagios. And it means holy, but it is also taken in this way in the book of Philippians in chapter 4 and verse 21 salute every saint in christ jesus salute every hagion in christ jesus this is the same exact word not just the word which it comes from not just the root word but it's the exact word so if we translate this way give not the saint unto the dogs Neither cast ye your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. Then perhaps the interpretation of what Jesus is saying here is don't slander or libel the brethren, the saints, the people of the, uh, the people of God before the world. Don't set them before the world. Don't let the world judge them. Because if you let the world judge them, then they will trample them under feet and then they will turn around and rend you. And isn't that exactly what happens when we bring before the world the faults of one another and the world then turns around and says, well, you're all hypocrites. You're all hypocrites. 
And can it not be that sometimes we are guilty of this ourselves when we pick on someone within the church and we're talking about them to uh, people, maybe other Christians, but in the hearing of those who are not Christians, and they're getting this thought that the people within the church, they're no different to anybody else. Well, it is true to a certain extent, of course, because we are all sinners. And we all sin and we all have our failings. The difference between those who are within the church and those who are... Christ is that we are justified we are saved we are forgiven by the Lord Jesus Christ and we are cleansed by the blood of Christ and we are striving after righteousness and we don't accept these things ourselves but we are seeking to be uh, righteous before God believing that what God has given us as his commandments are good and righteous and to be desired and we strive to uh, reach unto them to glorify his name. So perhaps here, what the Lord Jesus is saying is, don't just uh, pick on one another, and certainly do not do this before the world, because the world will rend you. The world will turn against you. So let's just consider this. Could this be uh, what is being said here? You turn with me for a moment to 1 Corinthians and chapter 6. 1 Corinthians and chapter 6. The Apostle Paul there is writing, obviously, to the Corinthians, and he says, Dare any of you, having a matter against another, go to law before the unjust, and not before the saints? Do ye not know that the saints shall judge the world? And if the world shall be judged by you, are ye unworthy to judge the smallest matters? Know ye not that we shall judge angels? How much more things that pertain to this life? If then ye have judgments of things pertaining to this life, set them to judge who are the least esteemed in the church. I speak to your shame. Is it so that there is not a wise man among you? No, not one that shall be able to judge between his brethren. But brother goeth to law with brother, and that before the unbelievers. Now therefore there is utterly a fault among you, because ye go to law one with another why do ye not rather take wrong why do ye not rather suffer yourselves to be defrauded nay ye do wrong and defraud and that your brethren know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God be not deceived neither fornicators nor idolaters nor adulterers nor effeminate nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves nor covetous nor drunkards nor revilers nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God and such were some of you but ye are washed but ye are sanctified but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the spirit of our God you see Paul is seeing that the 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 church is being brought into disrepute and here Jesus is not talking about crimes. He's not talking about child abuse or, or some uh, other uh, heinous crime. He, he makes it plain in First Corinthians that those things will be judged of God. Those things are criminal in the eyes of God. Those things need to be judged. And the person who was committing fornication with his father's wife, uh, which is in view, even as uh, the apostle was writing that same Uh, epistle to the corinthians he says put that person out of the church they they need to be put out of the church so there is a judgment to be made in those situations 
but to be nitpicking at people before unbelievers. That's not what we should be doing. We're not to be casting the saint unto the dogs. What are the dogs? What does it mean by the dogs? Well, uh, the Jews would consider the Gentiles to be dogs. Uh, The Jews would consider the Gentiles to be swine. Still something which is uh, thought, certainly in, in Islam, about people who are not Muslims. Uh, that we are dogs and that we are uh, swine uh, and that we are unfit uh, even to live. But here, the the same thought, but if we bring that into the context of the new, uh, into the the context of the church, then we're talking about believers and unbelievers. So don't take believers and cast them to the unbelievers because the unbelievers won't understand a word. They won't be interested in what they say. And they will trample them under their feet and turn again and rend you. They will just cast them aside. What is our desire? Our desire is that we should grow together. What is the teaching of the scripture for us? That is to edify one another, build one another up. That's the word edify. When we build an edifice, it means to build a building. When we edify one another, it means to build one another up, to encourage one another. Uh, to show a better way, to give a a better example, perhaps. But to be humble in all of those things, knowing that we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, as we read there together from Romans 14. We will all be judged of God. Let's, Let's examine our own hearts first and foremost. And let's be very careful that we not take those things uh, which are uh, just the, the, the irritants, perhaps, uh, within the, the congregation of the, of the Lord's people before the world and denigrate them because we don't just denigrate them. We denigrate Christ and we denigrate ourselves. We lower the whole thing to the world's standards. And so the world sees no light, it sees no joy, it sees no purpose, and it says, well, we don't need that. They're no different to, to we are. There's nothing there for us. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. Now, we could also say this concerning uh, the, 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 uh, the, um, the judgments themselves. If we are thinking of that which is holy, let's just take this another way because I, I don't like to miss a possibility here. Give not that which is holy unto the dogs. What is holy? Well, it is the gathering of God's people. It is the doctrine of Christ. It is the word of Christ. It is the judgments of Christ. Don't give them either unto the dogs or unto the swine. And the problem, of course, is that this has happened within the church. We have within the church the dogs and the swine standing in pulpits and preaching a word which they don't believe. And following after a calendar and preaching uh, uh, different sermons which are in books. And they preach them because this is what comes up this week and that's what comes up next week. But they don't believe a word of it. They don't believe in the resurrection. They don't believe in, in the, uh, the deity of Christ. They don't believe in, in so many different things. They don't believe certainly what we just read concerning the, uh, the abusers of themselves with mankind and the effeminate. They don't believe those things. They don't believe that the scripture is the word of God. They don't believe that they are bound by the word of God. And yet they stand and preach them. And what happens? Well, the pearls are cast before swine. They trample them because what good are pearls to swine? 
They might look like peas, but you can't eat them. Oh, they just walked under feet. They're of no value whatsoever. And we see this in so many churches where the word of God is set aside. Where what is preached is not the word of God. It's not what Jesus is teaching. It's what their own philosophy is based upon the word of God, maybe, sometimes loosely, sometimes uh, a bit more tightly. But even so, choosing those things which uh, fit in with, uh, uh, with a uh, social understanding of the time what people want to hear remember what paul says in timothy when he says they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears and you can preach through a whole ministry and never come across any problem which really needs to be dealt with because there's so much we can preach on we can preach on love every week we can preach on on the forgiveness of sins every week but never ever tell the people what the sins are that need to be forgiven and, and and we have to be very careful that the holy things of god are not given to the to the dogs and to the swine because they won't know what to do with them and again sometimes uh, i've had many conversations online uh, if that's a conversation i suppose it is uh, and writing backwards and forwards between people and people who know the scriptures and they'll quote scriptures they don't usually quote them in their context but nevertheless they know the scriptures and they know the arguments and they might even know what the commentators say about them and not all commentators are good just we've just read that section there uh, from lang's commentary speaking about some of these uh, some of these um, commentators some saying that this is not in the right place well, no, it's not in the right place. Because their interpretation says, well, that doesn't fit in there, so it's not in the right place. But it's their interpretation that's in the wrong place, not the scripture. And they are judging. They have become judges. Have they not come back to this very thing? Judge not that ye be not judged. For they are judging God's word. And they are judging it with their judgment. And God will come back to them in that day and judge them with their own judgment. And then they will see that what the Lord has written, he has written. And so we have this, this uh, uh, instruction to us. Again, be very careful where the holy things of God are given. It's interesting that it says here, give not that which is holy unto the dogs, neither cast ye your pearls before swine. You're giving in, uh, ammunition to the enemy. Uh, and if we are casting our, our brethren, the saints of God, unto the dogs and to the swine, we are giving them to that condemnation. And if we are giving the things of God, the word of God, the interpretation of that word to the dogs and to the swine, we're just giving it away. We are saying, well, you teach us. What do you think it means? And there are lots of interpretations, of course. And in this day and age, uh, there are arguments for uh, every uh, criminality and vice pretty much which can be made from the scripture and we are attacked with such things as well uh, god uh, committed genocide of course god can't commit genocide because everybody in, uh, lives and moves in him uh, and if he takes away uh, he, he would just be genocidal the whole time wouldn't he because everybody that dies in the world humanity which god looks upon every person that dies is therefore that's genocide because God's allowing them to die and he could keep them all alive forever if he wanted to. And God can't commit genocide, it's a nonsense. 
And even uh, then, when we come to the New Testament, where do we read when someone commits some crime? What, is, what does he say concerning some? Uh, deliver such an one to Satan that he might learn not to blaspheme. He doesn't say take him outside the church and stone him to death. He doesn't say go to war against the Romans and fight against them. He doesn't say fight against the governors, fight against the Jews, fight against those who rule the synagogues. Never anything. There is never a retaliation. There is never any violence. He says rather if you come to such a situation where violence comes to you, then accept it. You'll be absent from the body and present with the Lord. And yet, so many things are aimed at us because we have given that which is holy unto the dogs and they turn again they trample those things under their feet and turn again and rend us oh that we might take the word as it comes oh that we might listen to what the Lord Jesus has to say not just what the preacher has to say what the scripture has to say Let's examine our own hearts. Let's examine the word of God. Let's pray before the Lord with the word of God. Say, Lord, what do these things mean to me? And am I guilty? And it's very easy, isn't it? It's very easy to be guilty of judging our neighbor. I was just thinking that this morning. How easily we can look at someone and say, well, uh, that, that's not good. Or uh, they, they ought to do this or they ought to do that. Or uh, they used to say this themselves and now they're doing it. And just exactly the same as what we were saying earlier. We, we, we uh, judge with the measure that they used. But is that a right thing? Is it good? The scripture speaks of backbiting as being uh, a demonic thing. We don't want to be involved in that. So let's be very careful about how we speak of one another. And if we have a complaint or a problem or difficulty with someone, the person to take it to is the Lord. Take it to the Lord. And so often I have found when you take these things to the Lord, that the Lord's first uh, answer to us in prayer, even in our own thoughts, without reading anything particularly, but just in our own thoughts is, let him that is without sin cast the first stone. There are some who would take that actual episode out of the scripture. And they say, oh no, that's not, that shouldn't be there. But nevertheless, it is a truth, is it not? That we cannot really justify casting a stone at anybody. Certainly within the house of God. And amongst those who are justified. The holy, the saint. That's the word which is used here. Give not that which is holy. Give not the holy unto the dogs. Give not the saint unto the dogs. In any way we take it, we understand this. That that which is holy is the Lord's. And we are not to give it to those who are unbelievers. Some say that this is concerning the gospel. But it can't be that, can it? Because isn't that exactly what we're supposed to be doing? We're supposed to be taking the gospel and preaching the gospel to the dogs and to the swine. If we are to use that uh, 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 denigration of people, uh, which, are, which is used here for the understanding of the Jews to whom Christ preached at this time, 
Are we not to take the gospel to the unbeliever? Are we not supposed to be preaching the gospel to every unbeliever? So it can't be that, can it? It can't be the holy gospel that we are not to cast before the swine and before the dogs. No, we preach the gospel to them. And if they trample it under feet under their feet, well, that is down to them. But we have delivered our souls. So it's not the gospel, but it may be our brother or sister in Christ. And it may be those things that we believe set in the hands of unbelievers who will preach it, but they'll twist it to their own purpose. Let us just take these things from the Lord and examine our own hearts, see where we stand, and give glory to his name.